When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This night we're talking about 1987's Return to Horror High, which I picked. So you're welcome, people who actually watched it. Uh, but we're joined with another guest who also, I know what his other option was. So I will very genuinely say you're welcome on this one. Robert Bacon of 91 Donkey Lane. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, guys. Uh, now, before we dive into the movie, uh, for those of you who don't know, 91 Donkey Lane is on the exact same podcasting network as Horror Movie Night, the Geekscape Network. Uh, so, Bacon, why don't you tell us just a little bit about 91 Donkey Lane, and then we'll dive into the uh, the lovely George Clooney vehicle known as Return to Horror High. <laughs> George Clooney vehicle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 91 Donkey Lane, it's a fantasy comedy podcast where um, me and my roommate, Nate, who are real-life roommates... We talk about real life stuff, but also there's some fantasy elements of stuff thrown in. So example, the very first episode, I'm mad at him for eating my food and he's mad at me for finding a monkey's paw and using all the wishes. <laughs> it's really stupid. It's really ridiculous. It doesn't sound stupid to me. It sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's easily one of my favorite podcasts. Right yeah. Now. yeah, it's so funny. Thank you. We were before you came on. We were reminiscing about the time capsule episode. Yeah. I love the time caps. If you get to time capsule episode and you're like, this might be a little too dark for me. I'd understand. Uh, <laughs> That time capsule episode is dark. <laughs> uh, it's a, we're having a lot of fun recording it. Uh, we just recorded another one. We're going to release them. Uh, hopefully be weekly is what we're well, going for. I, the most recent episode I loved because it was you and your roommate who, you know, are improv comics. And then your parents who are <laughs> definitely not improv. comics. <laughs> 
Are you saying Bob Bacon coming in and just yelling like, oh, my God. Is <laughs> Uh, they're really fun oh man yeah we just my parents were over and we're like let's record a podcast (laughs) it's so fun that episode's so funny because you can tell how out of their element they are and you guys are still trying to tell like the narrative framework that you've built but they are so lost in what you're talking about they didn't care your mom just left she says nothing she just chuckles in the background the whole time (laughs) she didn't want to do it and my dad My dad was like drinking during the whole thing. He like hears glass with with the ice, and then he's during half of it, he's taking photos of all the equipment and like looking around. <laughs> and I'm like, this podcast is garbage. I can't even get my parents to listen to it, and they're on it right now. <laughs> uh, that is a perfect lead in to return to Horror High, uh, a movie that, I mean, really. <sighs> I saw it all the time in the horror section, but after watching it, it, it firmly belonged in the comedy section yeah. with just the dash of horror. But what's impressive is that, like we've talked about on this show, horror comedy is a really hard thing to juggle, but they actually have a higher success rate than I expected this movie to actually have. I mean, did they? <laughs> oh, oh, are you going to be negative Nancy forever I'm, now? I'm not going to say the jokes didn't work, but it was it was like, hey, you want to see me juggle this horror ball and this comedy ball? Here, I'm going to put the horror ball down and I'm going to throw this comedy <laughs> ball up and down. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that's the best way to explain it at all. I didn't get scared one time. <laughs> Uh, it even opens the the opening scene has a line of dialogue that I feel like really sets the tone for the whole movie, and he's like, "There were seven and then Zomihan was just like, "Or eight. He's like, "Or eight corpses out there." <laughs> that, made me laugh. that made me laugh. There we go. See Brian, you had a good time. <laughs> but yeah, the whole movie's setup is that you're being told in flashbacks what happened at a crime scene where they were making a movie about murders while people were being murdered. Um, and it gets really fucking meta about like the sleaziness of the horror biz a lot in this movie. I love it. Yeah. It, it's so funny. Like I, yeah. so like, you know, full disclosure, I was expecting to think this movie was garbage and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's yeah. like, really fun and it was really self-aware in a not annoying way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like the first there- half. first two thirds maybe maybe i just watch a lot more bullshit than you like i i I know that we watch a lot of bullshit for the show but i mean like i also do it for fun so uh i think maybe i'm just used to i have a lower bar my expectations are so low that i was like yeah this is good i think you just accepted the fact what our podcast is about and the movies we watch and i sit down and i watch something and it's over and i'm like that wasn't hereditary but see that's the thing is i've been doing this with your brother for over seven years you have been doing it with us for two yeah Yeah, you'll get give it give it five more years and you'll be like amazing yeah because but this is also this is okay so donkey this is like like his name bacon sorry bacon as soon as i said i was like donkey bacon matt edit me so i don't sound stupid please no, that's um, totally fine. We do podcast. Uh, we 
we do one of the reasons why the podcast is called 91 donkey lane is because our group of friends is called you donkeys uh from like Ooh. an improv group so <laughs> if you calling me donkey bacon is actually normal okay well i, I was actually just going to be referring to you as donkey because i heard you have a massive penis okay. <laughs> and giant teeth it's mostly the giant teeth <laughs> How much for a tooth job? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I give the best tooth jobs. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that before I misspoke. Uh, well, anyway. I, I could tell that you guys watch a lot of nonsense because we have we didn't even talk about like the very first thing that happens, which is a scroll that, g- that goes by that doesn't seem to explain what we're watching. <laughs> Well, to be fair, uh, another back. So we're talking about 91 Donkey Lane. But prior to this, Bacon watched every single movie that Adam Sandler has ever been in for his podcast. Adam Sandler, please stop. Oh, so that you actually, was you? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so you might have a higher tolerance in this shit than us because we've never watched Jack or Jill or That's My Boy. So. Oh, Jesus. But I did just last week, maybe two weeks ago. I did watch Shakes the Clown. So oh, Shakes the Clown. <laughs> I can kind of relate to you, Bacon. Uh, Shakes the Clown is actually really good in the Adam Sandler canon. <laughs> so <laughs> Brian's like, oh, I did watch that. He Dude was trying to get us to have the Patreon people pick that like three months ago. <laughs> I know I am in a minority, at least in my group of friends, but I love Bobcats movies. I, love I haven't it. seen the Sasquatch one, but uh, World's Greatest Dad, Shakes the Clown, and mm-hmm. God Bless America. I thoroughly enjoyed all three of them. They're really, really like dark comedy. With Wait, God Bless really America is a Bobcat Goldthwait movie? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and he, he did one horror comedy that I haven't seen, weirdly enough. That's the only one yeah, I haven't seen. Willow Creek is all right. It's oh, that's Willow the Creek. Werewolf, or the the Sasquatch one, right? The Sasquatch yeah, one. Yeah. That one's that one's funny because he decided to make a parody of found footage movies, but he's never actually watched a found footage movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a parody on what he thinks found footage movies. Are. That's what I thought this was because it was this movie was set up like I thought it was like didn't it say something about like this is the footage that they found? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And th- but there's no fucking footage. Like this nothing. isn't footage. Is somebody shooting a movie behind the movie that we don't know about? Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I wasn't on board for that, and I was kind of annoyed. And George Clooney was like a hunk, so I'm like, all right, maybe. And then I have this <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah. And then I have this note, exploding boob, boobs. Boob, yeah. Yes. I'm yeah, all no in. No exploding tit shot. I've said it a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah. But then the best part is he's – um. Uh, he goes. At least let me tear the nipple off. Um, <laughs> and and there, the woman is standing there topless. And they go. Uh, I think it's the director goes. Are those real? And she goes, Nope. And the guy's like, Oh no, I made them. Those are her real boobs. Like, those are one hundred percent real boobs. Those yeah, are I real mean, breasts. And they're awesome. But they're- like that's not, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at the fact that even that's a joke. Yeah, no, like, and yeah. those are fake her fake boobs, but they were just her real boobs. Yeah. Well, and that's I, there's another like boob joke in this movie that I actually think is really really funny is the the main female lead they keep trying to force her to show her breasts. Yeah. And there's the one scene where it's like leading up to a rape scene and all of a sudden the producer's head pops in the corner. <laughs> He's like, "Are the boobs in shot? Make sure the boobs are in shot." And she like yells at him and she's like, what are you going to do next? Try to ice my nipples? And right as she says that, there's a guy with a bucket of ice who turns around. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that guy, like whatever they whatever the bits they did with that guy were the best. That he was yeah. so funny. It'd be, is that the uh, the special effects dude? Yeah, the sp- him and the producer. The producer is such like the classic. Like he's like he's so getting in the shot toots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are boobs yeah. in there? Get a boobs in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shove up tits up in there. Get them in the shot. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted him to play it like he was such a sleazeball. It was like a little too realistic. I wanted him to play it even more sleazeball. So <laughs> I don't think that they could have gotten away with that. Like you know? <laughs> they'd be like, oh, that's not realistic. I'd be like, well, now we know that it is very realistic <laughs> yeah yeah we don't we didn't want like a <clears throat> yeah anyway so <laughs> uh i didn't want to make it too topical i that's the that's the real yeah. that's the real terror of being on this show ever is like the real horror of horror movie night yeah, yeah. it's just like it's we juggling real life horror all the time yeah and we don't want to offend any incels okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah god there's like like you said there's just so many good meta lines there's the other line i have written down it's like tomorrow you have to blow her brains out in technicolor yeah oh no no he said he doesn't say blow her brains out i think he says bang her brains because i I wrote that down um son of a bitch Uh, but like so yeah tomorrow you're gonna have to ball her brains out in technicolor gotcha well, and well. then they're talking to um, Milo or whatever the fuck the the Amos what was the name of the the um, uh, the janitor. Oh yeah, Amos, hey, Amos, Amos, oh. and he's like, "I'm gonna go do some of them pussy films." And I'm like, <laughs> "That's not what we call them." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's Should so... I stop calling them that? <laughs> <laughs> You do I, because, really, yes. <laughs> I took a lot from this movie. I like to call them pussy films. Uh, <laughs> I pretend to be like that quarterback guy who just yells like, hey, beautiful, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do like this one line where uh, I think it's when she's yelling at the guy, um, the, the the guy who's supposed to rape her or something. And um supposed to. Yeah, you know, in the movie, <laughs> it's um, handled so. But I, I kind of agree with Bacon's reaction because it's handled so like, uh, it's just a rape scene. Like, yeah. it's, well, it's such an uncomfortable scene to... until it's revealed to be in a movie. Like, I like, was super <laughs> uncomfortable watching it. I was like, this isn't. Is this? Is this? No. Yeah. Uh. But uh, the thing is, is that we. <sighs> yeah, I like that it's making a commentary about how. Rape is so blasé in horror mm-hmm. yeah. schlock because it's all the time. And we have to actively not pick movies for this show because of that. Because it's like we're not trying to glorify. Yeah, you don't want to like support that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, but this movie, no, none of the characters act like humans at any point in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even the police who like oh, this Can we whole... talk about the female policewoman? Oh my when God. she seductively describes sliding across the floor. And she, <laughs> she goes into the school, comes back out with blood on her breasts and her shirt open. I'm like, you were, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's so weird. Because like... If it was, if she was part of the the quote unquote, I was like, expecting gotcha. her to be because <laughs> it doesn't wasn't. make any sense otherwise. <laughs> it makes no sense, um, especially. So here's the funniest thing though: is really if you think about everything in the movie, 
75 percent of this movie is just made up bullshit is what oh, it to be. you know what i mean like it's like you're like this is fucking ridiculous and then at the end it's like yeah we just made up a story to get the cops here because it'll be great press for our movie and it's like oh so none of that happens wait like, yeah. no 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 no. that was a real that was there were real killings no everyone was alive they all got no, up no i'm saying that the there were real the they oh, no, no, the, mur- like yeah. the mystery team. Yeah, yeah, they solved the the mystery, but the movie that we watched was not about the original murders. <laughs> no, but then he's like, "Dad." Yeah. Oh, yeah. That twist. That oh, twist God. is so fucking dumb. Like, I, I, I think that they're making fun of the twists in horror movies, and I, I, I hope so. Respect yeah. that, but at the same time, I was like, "This is so fucking stupid." So we got to talk about if we're already talking about the ending just a bit. If we're dipping mm-hmm. into that scene for a second. The high, the hardest I laughed in this entire movie is they reveal that the killer originally was the principal who was also wearing a mask to be the janitor, oh, which is yeah. insane. But he's oh threatening, God. he's threatening to kill the female lead, and the male lead's like, "I mean, I'm just gonna go," and he starts to walk <laughs> away, and the killer goes, "You, you, you can't, you can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> It's I love that scene un- so much. It's so unexpected because you're just for a second you're like, I mean, nothing's stopping him. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and she, he's like, I'll kill her. And he's, he's like, she doesn't like football. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's so stupid that sometimes it gets you with its when it does something really, really smart. Like the the <laughs> face reveal scene. That is not uh, which, smart. That's Scooby Doo. It's <laughs> great. I thought it was. I well, it it seems smart comparatively to the other garbage. Uh, it was. I really really like that part. It reminded me, you know, that scene and what is it? The first Mission Impossible, where the guy, where the bad guy has has a giant mask on. Uh, basically the same scene to me. Same great special effects. We need to talk about the song <laughs> when. Uh, the the teacher is getting uh autopsied right yeah that scene is kind of dope but like weird at the same time so i hate the mask mask (laughs) but that song is called uh meet your teacher or something like that and it's by pleasant company Ugh. That's like the opposite. To be confused with bad company. <laughs> but like, think about that. Somebody was like, "Yes, I should name my band Pleasant Company." Who came first, the pleasant or the bad? That's yeah. what I want to know. Well, yeah. bad in, in this company, world but... of companies, <laughs> uh, Pleasant Company sometimes turns to bad company. <laughs> oh yes, do let's they just, ever? Let's like walk when it's past this. and you want to go to bed and they won't leave they won't take the hint and you're like hey listen i'm going to bed but they still hang out in your living room that's when pleasant company turns to bad okay. company there we go <laughs> crack the code brian <laughs> i've lived it too many times no <laughs> honestly anytime someone comes to my house they're bad company <laughs> yeah. and it's always a good idea theoretically yeah, you're like I'm not doing anything. You should totally come over. And then they come over. It's like, oh, oh. you're just waiting for them to leave. <laughs> I want to tell you guys a little story. Um, so, Bacon, when we tell stories on this show, we don't say the last names because Brian. Uh, well, it's it's Brian's fault because he comes on he, guns blazing to be like, yeah, Joe Smith who. 
pushed me down in first grade. <laughs> Fuck you. And Matt's like, you can't say last names when you talk. <laughs> but there was this guy that I grew up with, David. And um, he was a weirdo, uh, weirder, weirder weirdo than me. And one time he came over to my house um, unexpectedly. And we were just... I think that our moms were talking because we were both in Boy Scouts or some shit. And we were playing outside while my parents, our parents talked. And then his mom's like, all right, David, time to go. And he was like, no, mom, I'm staying for the rest of the day. It was 10 a.m. And I looked at my mom just horrified. (laughs) His mom uh, saw me make that look. And she's like, "Uh, David, I think that they're busy. We'll have to play some other time. And he was like, oh, man. And, you know, he was exactly like um, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Uh, I have the exact same story except for I'm that kid. <laughs> with no spatial awareness, with none, to be like, I'm staying forever here. Yeah. No, I, I'm with Bacon. I, in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, man, God bless the kids in elementary school that just let you hang cold. Yeah, buckled and let me have sleepovers because <laughs> we had nothing to talk about. I should have known when he's like, hey, you know, it'd be really fun is if we both just sat in corners and read these Calvin and Hobbes comics quietly to ourselves. <laughs> 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 the saddest thing in the world i was like yeah i love calvin and hobbs (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's so so sad childhood drama Uh, and that's why we do comedy (laughs) (laughs) um all right so do we have any other final thoughts on return to horror high beyond like hey listeners you should check it out I was going to say, I think George Clooney literally just his part in the movie was just a real life what happened. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he just was like a quit. Movie. Yeah, he got on this movie. He got something else. And they're like, "Ooh, let's just write that in. And <laughs> he's like, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. This place sucks, basically. And then he gets killed Im- immediately. So I own this movie on a double feature DVD that's Mm -hmm. just two movies starring George Clooney that were his like early horror films. And they both start with Return. It was Return to Horror High and Return of the Killer Tomatoes. And they came out at the same time. So maybe he was like, Return to Horror High. I'm going to get some of that Killer Tomatoes cash. (laughs) (laughs) God. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. And with that, we'll jump into what are our double features. <laughs> so, uh, Bacon, I'll let you start as the guest. Um, cool. Well, this one's really hard because uh, I found it like I found it really funny at some points and boring at other points. Uh, I feel like a, uh, I feel like the obvious double feature choice on this one would be going with Cabin in the Woods, uh, another movie that deconstructs the horror genre, obviously. Uh, but I'm sure everyone has seen that one. Uh, but if There's you're kind of going wrong with it being something people have seen, though, like, yeah, 
It basically, Sometimes you need a palate cleanser. Yeah, you're trying <laughs> to save the night after like the mistake of watching Return to Horror High <laughs> with, with a group of people, then that's what you can do. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So that's the best way I'll say. I'll say if you're trying to save your night, watch Cabin in the Woods. But if you're like, hmm, you know what? I've already made a mistake and I want to make it even worse. Then I would watch Bad Taste. Uh, <laughs> okay. Because that is another movie that, I don't know, just kind of had the same feeling sometimes. Uh, it's a yeah. way better. Bad Taste, from what I remember, has way better kills. Well, yeah. bad taste. No, one hundred percent. The kills in this are pretty weak yeah. sauce. Yeah. But the, I don't think that you're watching this movie for the kills, since they don't mean anything. They don't matter because they didn't mm-hmm. even happen. Although, yeah. did we talk about the the? We didn't talk about that um, propeller kill. Yeah, but it I cuts think, away. I, well, yeah, because it, he didn't really get killed. Uh, but the funny thing about that is that I'm pretty sure that I could have just done like a, a sit up grabbed the thing that was wrapped around my leg and like hoist myself up higher than the propeller. I don't think that yeah. that would have been an actual. I don't know. Let's next time we're all hanging out. Let's test that theory. Hang it. Oh yeah. Okay. You're fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think for my, so I actually have two double features in my Just brain. Pick one. Cause I know I'm you're only going to take mine. No, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick one. And then if no one takes the other one, I'll say what it was. Uh, but I was really torn between two movies, and I'm gonna go with uh, the trauma film that Fuck feels the you. most like this. <laughs> okay, and I'll go with the other one. <laughs> no, no, just pick it. I'll pick another no, one. No, 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 it's fine. Because <laughs> no, so Brian will have that one. I'm gonna go with the other like horror comedy around this time period that also is better than it has any right to be. Student Bodies, mm. uh, which mm. we've done on that the show. That would make my night better, though. <laughs> I, I actually think I liked Return to Horror High better than Student Bodies. It's Student a it's a better made movie across the board, but Student right. Bodies has like those those jokes that are so dumb, like the fact that the, that the fact that the killer who's sneaking up on people breathes extremely heavily and yeah. has squeaky shoes the whole <laughs> yeah, time the is very funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, Brian, go for it. No, I want to take Brian's. <laughs> no. uh, so, as you guys can probably guess. I'm going to go with the trauma film that feels most like this. Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. <laughs> it's Terra Firmer. I would go with Terra Firmer. <laughs> Which Terra Firmer in... So Terra Firmer is weird because I think it's the best trauma movie, but it's I also silly. think that you you have to watch all of the other trauma movies for it to make even a little bit of sense. Well, I mean, honestly, the best trauma movie if we're talking like actually good movies, it is toxic adventure. Cause it's the most normal movie. I feel like that they most have ever cohesive done storyline. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Agree. What but, about yeah. Nukem High? But cannibal, yeah. the cannibal, the musical is the funniest trauma movie, but it barely counts as a trauma movie. I, <laughs> I love cannibal the musical. I probably would put that above toxic Avenger. All right, Scott, what's your double feature? <laughs> I was just trying to buy time because I don't feel like my double feature is good. Um, but so you know, if I'm trying to do something that's stylistically this the, the movie that comes to mind. Okay, say I sit down and I don't expect to do a double feature. I'm by myself, you know, and I watch Return to Horror High. And then I'm like, you know what that reminded me of? I should probably watch Destroyer from 1988. I was going to say it should be Destroyer. That was on my list of picks, but I, I was like, eh. I think when I did Dest- Destroyer. think not a good movie, though. Well, also, I think when we did Destroyer, my double feature was Return to Horror High, so I was like, well, that, I can't do that. Oh, well, that would actually be funny, because then it'd just be, you know, paralleling the uh, 
<laughs> um, but all right. If I but what if I wanted to do a good movie to like make up for the bad? I don't. What would like I'm maybe like prom night two. It's not meta, but it's in a high school, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, listen, we've we've made double features out of worse. I think Brian didn't Brian like just recently double feature Frozen with something. <laughs> I also did Citizen Kane. You son of a bitch. All right, so. Before we wrap up, what are some things that you watched recently or gone, whatever that, that you loved? Uh, I'll knock one out real quick because it's pretty simple. Uh, last night I went and saw Five Iron Frenzy. Uh, oh, yeah. first, first time in like 12 years. And I got to say that they are still one of the funniest bands I've ever seen live. The, the place that they were playing at was this church basement that's like a pretty famous like punk rock venue in Philadelphia. I think next week, Mr. T Experience and the Queers are playing there. Whoa. But um, it was really, really fucking hot in this basement. And so they came in from their van with cases of water. And then each band member took a bottle of water. And then they just started passing all the the cases around the venue so that everyone could hydrate before the set, which I thought was like, oh, I've never seen a band do that before. That was pretty cool. But the lead singer, Reese, uh, lives in Virginia now as a nurse. And he kept like, he kept proposing because he was getting really like, hot and overheated in this basement he's like guys look i know that this sounds insane but i want to propose something because as a medical professional it is very dangerous for all of us to be in this basement right now what if we stop the set we go outside where it's cold for like i don't know 15 20 minutes you can meet us we'll sign things for you and then everyone just you know remember where you stood previously and we'll all come back in here and finish the rest of the show (laughs) did they do it no, like the oh. rest of the band was like, we're not doing that. And he, he like literally at one point got off the stage and like was like, come on, everybody. And he like charged outside. Well, that sounds like you as a, as the lead singer of a band. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very like Frank the Tank getting everyone to go streaking. Though. Like he like left and everyone stayed. It was such like a fun, goofy show. They're, they're such just a delight to watch live. And they clearly just cannot they love each other, but can't stand each other like an actual family, which is, you know, sweet in a way. Cause oh. man, they shit on each other a whole lot on that stage. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's my thing. So, uh, five iron frenzy is great. Go check out their newest album, which is eight years old at this point. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's a really good, uh, really solid album. Uh, engine of a million, I think it's engine of a million minds. Um, it is kind of a really strange record because, you know, Fire and Frenzy was probably the biggest Christian ska band, but now like half of the members are atheists and the other half are still like religious and youth pastors and they all wrote the album together. So the album has this very honest like questioning of life. Like they kind of strayed away hmm. from the God stuff and focus more on just like real life stuff. So it's got, you know, a, a good uh, track to get an idea of if you would like it or not is uh, the first single was the art and Zen of xenophobia. Uh, all about about how bad uh, America had gotten with uh, racism and hatred mm-hmm. and stuff, and you know that was eight years ago. So yeah, it's only gotten <laughs> so it's only gotten but, better. Yeah, so that, that and you know that video is is uh, fairly funny because it's just uh, a school play about history, but in it, Abe Lincoln's like busting out AKs and having like Wolverine knives, and it's just about <laughs> how somehow we've created this American history where it's just like, yeah, blood. <laughs> like, Did you say Abe Lincoln? No, I said, hey, Blink. Dude, we already did that episode. Come on. All right, I'm done. Who else has something to promote? 
I think you did enough for all of us. I mean, no, I, 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 I was trying to wait my turn, but you know. Also, ninety-one donkey lane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it time to talk about that? We... Sure. I mean, we'll yeah, talk if, about if, if you have something that you watched or read or listened to or that you or experienced that you want to talk about first. But sure, the spiel too. Before okay, before we get yeah, I got. Um, I recently, uh, like everybody else, saw the Joker uh, or just Joker. Uh, I re- I really enjoyed that movie, uh, but it got me, me into everyone's like, hey, if you like that movie, you'll really like King of Comedy. The King of Comedy, a Martin Scorsese movie, one of the few that I just never saw. And I sat down and I watched that one and I loved that. So if you haven't seen The King of Comedy by Martin Scorsese, highly recommend it. Really, really well shot. Still holds up. Uh, great pacing. Very uncomfortable to watch. So I, if, if you're not into like kind of like cringy moments, I would say definitely skip it. Uh, but if you liked The Joker or... Uh, or even if you hated the Joker, I'd say you would love the King of Comedy. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. King yeah. of Comedy yep. is so good. I th- I was just talking to Matt about it. How I really like the Joker. It's compared to King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. I yep. personally think Taxi Driver is not as great as it's made out to be. I I know it's a very important film. I didn't enjoy it that much, but I love King of Comedy. We were talking about how we think it's kind of low key Martin Scorsese's best film. Like mm-hmm. like no one talks about it, but it is probably his most accessible and well-made film yeah in a lot of ways. definitely so i definitely say check that one uh check that out yeah and i'll save the promo for later or whatever yeah yeah uh brian i i, I didn't do much man i i saw the joker <laughs> was, which we talked about uh i mean did we vacant <laughs> <laughs> mentioned he saw it and you said i saw it too i don't know if we really talked about that's it. it that's the in-depth <laughs> analyst that we need I'm the, I'm the last person to to give my opinion about it because I don't like comic book movies. But I will say, if I if every comic book movie was like that, I would love comic book movies. Yeah, it's it was not very a dark and gritty. Movie, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's very dark, very gritty. I was like, I love I love character pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and like people were complaining about it being too boring, and I love what? how yeah, and uh, I love how Todd Phillips like stood up for himself with like all the people attacking him. And it was like, you guys are like shitting on me when spoiler alert, three people are killed in this movie and then praising yeah. John wick where like 10 people are killed within the first 10 minutes of the movie. So exactly. like who's glorifying violence, you know, I thought the, the way that they handled violence was perfect. It was like yeah. more real and sudden and uh, shocking and yeah. not glorified. Yeah. Uh, we glorify all kinds of horrible things. And I feel like, uh, I don't know. I felt I, I had a tweet and then I hate quoting tweets uh, <laughs> because it's the dumbest thing in the world. Uh, but it, watching it and then hearing people being upset about me, being upset about it, like was like, oh, this movie's like promoting uh, like that kind of lifestyle and, and incels and stuff like that. And I'm like, you, if you watch that, you, then you're probably the person who, you're probably the kind of person who watched fight club and thought that, you know, it was promoting fight clubs. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing is the incels are the, are the people that think that fight club is like, yeah. yeah. I, so it does promote into them. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I made this argument cause I like, I like the movie so much. I just wish it wasn't a Joker movie. Like that's like where my mindset no, is falling. You don't like the fact that it's in the DC universe. Well, it's two things because it's like, 
my problem is as someone who goes to a lot of comic book conventions and like people who idolize Joker are already bad enough. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, you made him even more relatable to these people that are already bad enough dressing up like the Joker. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just seeing it as a way it's going to affect me as a human being just trying to enjoy a comic book convention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, my only big complaint was, like, at, like I was, like, tied into the reality. And then they would mention, like, Gotham or Arkham Asylum. And I'd be like, oh, that's right. It's a comic book. It just feels like, like it's kind of pandering, though, right? Yeah. I, I almost wish that they had just kept referring to it as the city and, like, not saying Gotham because, it like, every time they said it for just a couple couple seconds i was like pulled out of how realistic the movie was because my mm-hmm. like, gotham's not a place <laughs> it was really funny me and matt were talking about it because we actually had two different mindsets in the movie mm-hmm. like i was sucked into the fact that it was a comic movie in a sense where it's just like all right this is the joker this is the joker and then anytime some violence happened i was just like oh fuck like it just completely, <laughs> it completely pulled me out of like this like oh yeah it's a comic book movie it's gonna be like the dark knight you know, maybe a pencil in the eye, but that's about it. No, it was. Oh, uh, I really like that. I really like Logan as well, uh, of being like super ultra violent uh, comic book movies. Yeah, I wanted to see Logan. I could probably watch it now, but my barber oh. loves to be like, <laughs> my barber, as soon as I sit in the chair, he's like, Did you see this? Oh, yeah, dead at the end. All right. Oh. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro, uh, Scott, you're, you're last up. All right. Uh, so I have a couple things to talk about. One, I finally started watching Creep Show on Shudder. How is it? Oh, it's, dude. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I, I love it. Okay, well, so as, I'll, as I'll super, actually watch it. <laughs> you Well, so my friend Chris, who um, is a listener of the show, uh, we were at a wedding on Friday and hanging out and he said so have you started watching creep show yet and i'm like no i was gonna wait and then i was gonna binge it after the couple episodes out he's like oh they're like three or four out already and so i said okay and i'm working on a a new mask and so i i sat down with my monster clay and i started watching creep show with it and the very first segment is gray matter stephen king short story right uh and i'm not sure if every story is going to be a stephen king short story because i don't know if that's really like um sustainable because <laughs> he's done a lot of short stories but he's also had a lot of adaptations already um adaptions yeah uh but gray matter is one of my favorite stephen king short stories and they killed it and i it, it's goopy as hell so of course i'm all about it and um so i was just i've been thinking about it <laughs> for two days now and um just i can't wait to watch more and sit down and probably bust out some more today after we're done but uh that was really good and um we watched the love witch finally because i started watching it a while back and then i stopped it because i was like megan needs to watch this with me so every once in a while there'll be something spooky that she really wants to watch and so like monster house (laughs) (laughs) that stick i love donkey lane stick (laughs) They secretly are also a weekly Monster House podcast as well. <laughs> Where we watch Monster House every week. <laughs> anyway, um, and then uh, every I have a we have a Halloween tradition, and uh, every um, Halloween, Megan and I uh, read 
my first edition copy of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving because um, I had a band, a metal band called Ichabod Crane for 10 years. And um, I love, I love The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And uh, that was like the first big gift that she ever gave me was this first edition uh, pressing of The Legends of Sleepy, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So um, that's kind of our, our spooky tradition. Oh, I never knew that. I actually rewatched that cartoon again for Halloween, and that cartoon is still fantastic. <laughs> but uh, it's a bacon. double feature. It's a double feature. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, we can we can go ahead and skip Mr. Toad right into Ichabod <laughs> Crane. So Bacon, tell us one more time where people can go and check out 91 Donkey Lane for all that funny, funny riffing. Uh, you can find it if you just go to 91donkeylane.com. That's the site that has some stuff, like all our information. But if you just search us, we're on basically we're on Spotify, Apple Music. Google Play, all that fun stuff. And we're on Twitter. I think we're at like either just at Donkey Lane, I think is our is our Twitter handle. Uh, if you're in the Boston area, uh, I'm going to be performing this Friday. Uh, well, what time is this? When's this show coming <laughs> this, out? This comes out a month from now. Never mind. <laughs> is... <laughs> you could have seen a kerfuffle. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you have a show oh, that's going to be dropping around that or happening around the time this comes out? Uh, no, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I could just tell you guys what I did during the show now because no one's going to see it. You're already hearing this or this part will get cut out. I don't know. Bonus content. Uh, the <laughs> uh, I'm going to do. So it's a thing where everybody comes on with their own sketch ideas. Uh, you like submit a sketch idea and you get put on or whatever. And it's uh a really, really fun thing here. And uh, mine is really, really dumb. It's called Forest Hump. And uh, <laughs> we're, it's Tom Hanks night at a strip club. And <laughs> I come out as Forrest Cump. <laughs> and at first you just think I'm going to be doing normal, like, dumb dancing and stripping. But look, we have a bunch of them, uh, like uh, Blast Away, um, <laughs> uh, Sex Toy Story. Uh, big. <laughs> oh my god! So, so the DJ, the DJ, like before I come out, he says like the the DJ set goes through all these names of like basically every Tom Hanks movie, but in a porn pun kind of. And then I come out, I dance, and to to a girl in the audience, I make her my Jenny, and the music cuts out, and then I slowly strip to the monologue that he says at her gravestone. <laughs> You died on a Saturday morning. <laughs> and I had you placed underneath that tree. And I'm just going to slowly strip. <laughs> so that's what you missed, you guys. If you. I am buying a fucking plane ticket. <laughs> I don't All care right. what you look like. Uh, also, is- oh, I don't even. Oh, dude, I'm not in good shape. I am <laughs> not. I'm not comfortable taking my shirt off on stage. I'm going to. Are you the I kind am, of kid who who uh, put, wears a, a, a shirt? Swam in a shirt. Oh, <laughs> I 100% swam in a shirt when I was little. Uh, growing up in LA, I was such a little porker. I was so fat. <laughs> oh my god! I was and I was a giant. I was like so much bigger than all the other kids. And I'd wear a sw- I'd wear a shirt in the pool. Uh, I know this episode is running long, but just so Scott has some type of visual understanding of the awkwardness of you, because I finally got to meet you a couple of months ago. Um, Like, first of all, Bacon is gigantic. Like, he's like at least a foot taller than me. And you're tall Um, as shit. Yeah. 
but Bacon, how about you tell Scott how you get around Boston with this amazing <laughs> thing that you purchased for yourself? I recently purchased and have fallen off of several times a one wheel. It is like a skateboard, uh, but it has one big wheel in the middle and it kind of <laughs> self balances. And uh, you kind of like skateboard slash snowboard around on this one wheel thing. It's amazing. <laughs> So and it makes weird. me even taller and weirder. <laughs> but, I thought you were going to say you were on a Segway, and I was like, oh. No. no well, we, I'm not Because didn't you say you Come couldn't? On. You, had, you had to get, like, if I remember correctly, the reason you landed on this one wheel was because you're so tall that you had to pay for, like, a specialty bike to be made if you were going to bike <laughs> <No>. around. <Yes. laughs> I was, like, I was looking around of, like, electric bikes, like, something to, to, where I can get to work and not be sweaty. Because uh, the public transit around here is is really difficult, uh, and driving is awful as well. Uh, and I came on this because it was the one that could like handle my weight, <laughs> handle <laughs> you could handle two sixty, pure muscle, <laughs> just thickness. <laughs> uh, they don't call you big for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Bacon, for joining us. We will definitely have to have you back on one some other time. Oh uh, we'll God. make you watch something so much worse than this. Um, yeah, you guys, I could handle. <laughs> you know, I could handle way worse than this movie because this movie wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed several parts of it, and I, I very much enjoyed my time on the show. No, oh, thank, oh, you. thank you. Uh, well, tune in, tune in next week to see the movie that I almost made Bacon watch that was picked <laughs> by Brian. Uh, continue to give us rates and reviews and all that good stuff on all of the podcasting apps that we're available at. And you can find us on all social media at HMN Podcast. Thanks for listening. obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.